0: One time my niece, on Easter, she was like two and a half and we couldn't find her anywhere. We all of a sudden realized she wasn't around, everyone was screaming her name, we walked to the gym, we walked through the chapel, we walked through the house, we went outside and everyone was yelling for her and couldn't find her anywhere. And all of a sudden my mom walked past the back bathroom in the gym and she could hear giggling and Quincy was always really good at coming when we called for her she never she didn't play hide and seek she didn't write she didn't do this normally so that's why everyone was freaked out and my mom heard giggling she went in the back bathroom and quincy had somehow she's not even tall enough she wasn't tall enough to reach the door handles and she hadn't figured that out yet but she was locked in the back bathroom and she wasn't scared she wasn't letting us know that she was here she was just giggling and so my mom we all had the same thought of like who is in there with her and why like why is she giggling what is she doing and so my mom teased about quincy being in there with a little ghost who was playing with her in the back bathroom
1: what you just heard is a recording from a really good friend of mine haley about just one of the weird inexplicable things that happened in her house growing up On this special Halloween episode, listen in as I discuss some of the things she and her family experienced in their home, as well as what could possibly be the cause of the strange activity. I'm Jaden McKell, and you're listening to Straight Up Enigmas. And Welcome to the podcast. If you're listening to this, or at least when this is being posted, it's Halloween Eve. All Hallows Eve Eve. So, thanks for supporting the show, and I'm really excited for today's episode. You know, one of the reasons I started this podcast, or I should say first, one of the reasons I even became interested in the paranormal and the supernatural is because of friends of mine like Haley, close friends of mine who have actually had things happen to them. So today's episode is going to be in a little bit of a different format. I got some stories from Haley. She was nice enough to share a few stories with me about the house where she grew up. And when I say house, her home is a remodeled old Christian church. They, they restored it. And for privacy's sake, because Haley's family still lives in the same house, I'm not going to tell you where the house is located, but I will tell you it is in Utah. So I'm going to let Haley herself introduce the house and give you a little bit of a background. But I do just want to say first that I met Haley a few years ago, but she had already moved out of her childhood home by then, so she wasn't living there anymore. I myself have never visited her parents' house. I was too scared after she told me about everything that had happened there. But I think I should clarify that Haley is not the type of person who looks for ghosts. She's not you know, into Ouija boards or seances. She doesn't even like scary movies. On Halloween one year, she wanted to watch Mean Girls instead of an actual horror movie. So what I'm trying to say is she's a very reliable person. She's not telling these stories, trying to exaggerate them because she loves a good story. I totally believe her when she tells me she saw these things. This first clip of Haley talking about the background of her home is pretty short, but I wanted you to hear it from her firsthand. I want to clarify a couple things she's going to talk about. She mentions pioneers, which is a term you might not be familiar with. What she's referring to here is the group of people who came and settled Utah in the late 1840s. Uh, They were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and that's the religion that she's referring to when she says LDS. Without further ado, here's Haley.
0: Background on the house is it was built in the 1800s originally by the pioneers, and they built on different sections somewhere in the early 1900s and things like that. You know, it's just an old LDS church and converted into a home later, but it was empty for about 10 years, and so who knows what
1: happened in those time frames. I just want to explain two different types of hauntings really quickly so that you can be thinking about them during these stories. And don't worry, I'm not going to go all Dr. Spangler from Ghostbusters and get into quantum studies or anything like that. There are several different kinds of hauntings, according to the zeitgeist of this modern internet age at least, but I just want to mention two of them. The first I want to talk about is something called an intelligent haunting or an intelligent ghost. According to theparanormalmd.com, in this type of haunting, you are dealing with an intelligent presence that can communicate with you and interact with you in a seemingly intelligent way. An intelligent ghost haunting is best described as a responsive, usually human entity with whom you have interactive intelligent communication. This type of entity is seemingly the personality of a person who once lived and who was either trapped in our world or in between ours and another realm or has already moved on to the next plane and can now travel freely back and forth between our realm and theirs and or presumably elsewhere. Intelligent ghosts are not evil or dangerous as some people uh, would have you believe. Intelligent ghosts are simply human personalities, and if the spirit was a kind and caring person in life, the spirit will most likely be the same way in death. Likewise, angry and mean people will usually keep those same negative character traits as spirits. An intelligent haunting slash ghost will likely seek to get the attention of living people. To get attention, the ghost may try turning things on and off hiding objects, moving things around, making noises, and other types of annoying or nuisance uh, behavior. The key factor in an intelligent haunting is that the ghost can interact with you. Communication. It responds and notices human beings. If the ghost does not notice you or other human beings and cannot interact or communicate with you, it's not an intelligent haunting. So, basically, an intelligent haunting or ghost is human. It's a spirit of someone that, um, that died, but they haven't passed on yet. The second type of haunting is something called a residual haunting, or maybe more commonly, the stone tape theory. This is from ForensicArchitecture.org. Proposed in the 1970s as a possible explanation for ghosts, the stone tape theory speculates that inanimate materials can absorb energy from living beings. In other words, a recording or track is laid down during moments of high tension, such as murder. This stored energy can consequently be released, resulting in a display of the recorded activity. The replay can take the form of a full manifestation or partial sounds, such as voices or footsteps. Paranormal investigators commonly refer to such phenomena as residual hauntings. Ghosts are not Spirits, But non-interactive recordings similar to the registration capacities of an audio tape machine that can play back previously recorded events. While the theory may explain some ghostly sightings, no one knows what the recorded energy actually is. However, the possibility that it could be composed by our natural electric and magnetic fields is one of the explanations that the stone tape theory advances. I'm just throwing these two different types of hauntings out there so that while you're listening to these stories, you can think about what it is that's actually in Haley's house. What energy or what entity is causing these strange things to happen? The first story tonight is one that Haley shared with me about her little brother and his friends when they were in high school. I'm just going to let you listen, and then I'll share some of my own thoughts with you afterward. Here's the story.
0: Um, My brother had friends sleep over in the chapel, the old chapel. Now it's kind of a, it was, it's a tumbling room, so... They took out all the pews, and they took out all the benches and things, and it's just a bit longer. Well, him and his friends slept in there, and one by one, they all came into the living room because they could hear, they said they could hear organ sounds. Um, You know, one would come in, and then another would come in, and they all said the same thing, that they didn't wake each other up because they were all sleeping, but they could all hear organ music playing and there's not an organ anymore um also in the chapel same thing people have slept in there and you can hear people walking around just constantly all night just walking and walking and footsteps and things like that so no one really sleeps in the chapel anymore because it's just really overly loud and people can hear organ music playing
1: all right, so Haley's little brother and his friends, they're sleeping over in the chapel, right? This this house was, it used to be a church, so you've got this chapel in the house. So they're sleeping over in there, and then one by one, they come back into the house saying that they heard organ music playing, all right? So I understand that, Of course, teenage boys are going to want to freak everyone out. They're going to want to play a prank. You know, they're going to say, they're going to want to say, we saw something or we heard something, it's haunted. But to me, doesn't it seem like if these teenagers, if they wanted to make a big deal out of, uh, if they wanted to say, you know, we heard something in there, there's a ghost, wouldn't they all just come screaming, running back into the house all at the same time, making a big deal about it. But these boys, they just come back into the house one by one because they they hear these things and they're, they're afraid. They're terrified, but they don't want to admit it to their friends because, you know, they don't want to be seen as a scaredy cat. So it seems like it's not teenage boys trying to, you know, just pull a prank. It seems like these are actual just scared teenagers that hear these sounds and they just come back inside because they're too scared to sleep. This next story comes from Haley's mom. It's an experience that she had. The story that I shared at the very beginning was about Haley's niece, Quincy, in the back bathroom. And this story is uh, sort of a continuation of that one.
0: My mom first discovered it when we bought the building and we were working on it. She was cleaning on the floors and as it got darker, She all of a sudden was by those back bathrooms and as it got dark, she could just feel this darkness around her. So she ran up and turned on the lights and she didn't feel it anymore. And then my aunt had the same experience and later told my mom that my aunt, she was helping my mom. And she said it was dark. She was by the back bathroom. And as it got dark, she just felt this eerie presence, this dark presence. So she went and turned on the light. And and then it it went away. So something happened, they believe, in that back bathroom. Maybe maybe when the homeless people were living there and it was abandoned. Maybe something. But it just is an eerie presence near the back bathroom.
1: Alright, so this story totally it it just freaks me out and it makes me think i go back to that the two different hauntings the two different types of uh, ghosts that i introduced to you before we started talking about all these stories the the evil presence that both Haley's mom and her aunt felt in that area back by that back bathroom what What is it that's going on back there? What is that energy? So if you think about it from the point of view of um, an intelligent haunting, could it be that somebody, maybe a homeless person like Haley mentioned, could it be that somebody died in that back part of the house, of the church? Did someone die of natural causes? Was there foul play? Was someone maybe murdered back there? And so maybe some kind of evil spirit is there. There's also the stone tape theory that says, you know, inanimate objects kind of absorb the negative energy and replay it. So could it be that something did happen back there, something really negative that would bring this bad negative energy? Maybe someone did die there. Maybe someone was murdered and the energy, like even the house itself absorbed the energy but then you wonder why is there such a bad feeling back there but that story right there coming from Haley's mom you know coming from an adult at the time that she lived in the house that to me kind of carries a little bit more credibility just because Haley's mom was an adult at that time and Haley's aunt who was also an adult at that time so you know I mean because they were they were grown up they weren't just kids saying that they saw things it gives a little bit more credibility to their story all right this next story is from Haley herself and then
0: growing up things in the church would happen like slamming doors TVs turning on I once had a really heavy oak dresser fall tip over in the middle of the night I was in my room alone and my doors were closed and it tipped over scared me to death my mom, at the time, just told me that, you know, as the world turns in gravity, that it just kind of tips things over. But then later, when I was older, she said, no, I just made that up. Um, because I thought that was really weird, and that was definitely a ghost or something, because that's not normal. So, there's that. Is Yeah, just growing up, you always get hear footsteps. It was always creaky, especially if you were home alone. It just seemed to get even noisier. Things would turn on.
1: This story from Haley, I think, is... It's kind of funny because her big heavy dresser falls over in the middle of the night and her mom, it's almost just this casual, oh yeah, Like, it was a ghost, and so I didn't want to tell you what it was because I knew that it would scare you. So she she just tells Haley that her dresser fell over in the middle of the night because of gravity. And that just happens, the way that the world spins. So Haley didn't even, she didn't even think until later, until her mom told her, oh yeah, I totally knew that a ghost had done that. She didn't even realize till later that that's what her mom was thinking. Her mom just told her something else to help her go back to sleep. And I love the casual way that her mom just treats everything. They just got so used to having these spirits or this energy going on um, in their house. This last story happened to Haley's little sister.
0: And then my sister, when she was in high school, said that she would come home um, and she'd be the only one awake and she could hear and she would see Little girls in pioneer dresses turning corners or giggling and walking around. But she said that actually never scared her because she didn't feel dark. She felt peace. She just knew that they used to live there and there was a place that was important to them. But my sister did see things in that house for a long time.
1: This story from Haley's sister, kind of, it's sort of opposite of what Haley's mom and aunt felt in that back bathroom. They felt something evil there, but Haley's sister says that she didn't feel anything evil or malicious coming from these children that she saw running around. And remember that term, pioneer, those were the early, the early settlers that came to Utah. So they were dressed in, you know, that old-fashioned clothing, the long dresses with the long sleeves, and maybe they were wearing bonnets. So, but she said that they, they weren't evil. And that could maybe be a residual haunting. The the stone tape theory that just that same energy, that same scene replaying over and over again of kids that used to live there or or they were going to church and they were just running around having fun. You know, it's, it's that energy that got absorbed into the house. Now that I've shared these stories with you about this house slash church, I hope what you've realized is that Maybe there's not just one thing going on here. Maybe there's a good presence. Maybe there's a bad presence or maybe multiple. To conclude this episode, I've got one more story to share with you. When Haley grew up and moved out of her home, she probably thought she was done with all the drama and weird ghostly activity, but it turns out Haley is a supernatural magnet. It wasn't the first home she lived in after she moved out, but a few years later that she moved into a totally different haunted house. So Haley has lived in two different haunted houses not connected at all. So now I have been in this house. Haley doesn't live there anymore. She has since moved out, but we went over there a lot. I've been over there personally several times and I will tell you this house is in Salt Lake City, Utah and it's right across the street from a cemetery. I kid you not. Haley's going to mention the basement in this house, how creepy it is. Yeah, I mean if you go down into the basement and just dug straight across, like through the wall of the basement, you'd hit bodies, you'd start to hit caskets. Uh, Her house was just yards away from a graveyard. And when we talk about this house in Salt Lake, when we talk about this house among our friend group, we always talk about Edith, Haley's going to explain who Edith is, but just a heads up, she kind of dives right into it because we're all, our friend group, we're so familiar with Edith. I'm going to go ahead and let Haley introduce this story to you.
0: So we moved into this house. It was built in the 1800s. We knew that. And when we moved in, there was this picture of this woman who looked like, you know, in her 20s or 30s. Um on the is an old picture frame, black and white photo of this lady, Edith. And um, it creeped me out. It's a really old house. It was just the one level, and then it had this creepy basement. The basement, you know, was like, just cellar. It was like the original brick, and then it was just like a bunch of like unfinished dirt. Like you could stick a body in there, right? It was creepy. and So it only really had room to have like a few shelves and you'd store stuff down there. So anyways, that picture really freaked me out. Now, Spencer named her Edith. That wasn't her name. Uh, we looked at the bottom of the picture, it said like, you know, I don't think it said anything actually. It said like a date, like, like 1902 or something, And um, she's like 1902. And so Spencer named her Edith, by the way. So, I don't know if that's her real name, it's not. So, picture creeped me out, took it downstairs, put it in the basement.
1: So, sadly, the audio got a little fuzzy on the rest of the recording, but what happened was... When Haley put the picture of Edith, remember that's not her real name, that's just the nickname we gave her, this woman in the black and white picture, down in the basement, she said that immediately weird stuff started to happen. Haley had two different roommates during the time she lived in this house, and they both also corroborated what Haley told me. The kitchen cupboards would open up all the time on their own. For example, Haley would be in the kitchen, the cupboards would all be shut, she'd step out into the living room for just a few seconds, then she'd come back in and one or sometimes a few cupboards would be open. And her roommate would be in her room the whole time. There was no way she could have run into the kitchen quick enough to throw open a cupboard and run back into her room. Haley also said that her closet door would never stay shut. It would open up on its own all the time she'd close it at night before she went to sleep and then in the morning it would be wide open again after a few weeks of living in the house they had an appointment for a plumber to come over and check on the pipes and their landlord said he said i won't be able to make it but my mom is going to come over while the plumber's there so the plumber goes over and the landlord's mom this lady also comes over She comes in and she tells Haley that their house smells really good and asks what candle she's using. You know, just making some small talk probably. Haley takes the woman over to the mantel to show her the candle and immediately the landlord's mom goes, Where's the picture? Where's the picture of the woman that was on the mantelpiece? Haley told her she put the picture down in the basement because it didn't match her other decorations. She didn't want to tell her that it scared her, and the lady said, you shouldn't have done that. You need to bring that picture back. That woman in the picture was the house's protector. She had moved into the house as a young bride and had even died while living there. She didn't know the woman's name, which is why we nicknamed her Edith. Our friend Spencer named her that, and um, he's the same friend I mentioned in the Flo's Grave episode. So anyway, after the landlord's mom left, Haley was still, you know, a little hesitant to just bring Edith's picture back up from the basement. The weird things continued to happen, like the cupboards opening when no one was in the room. And this is where it gets a little darker, a little scarier. One night, our mutual friend Ariel went over to hang out at Haley's house. He was in the back of the house, the part that connected to the kitchen. And he said he was just coming out of the bathroom when he saw something out of the corner of his eye. He turned to see a dark figure standing in the doorway to one of the bedrooms. He said he felt instantly just the worst feeling he'd ever felt in his life. He felt like the thing in the doorway, whatever it was, was evil And it wanted to hurt him. He felt glued to the spot. He was so scared. Finally, he kind of broke out of his trance and just booked it through the kitchen out into the living room. And Haley later told me he looked like he'd seen a ghost. He was pale and just super shaken up. She asked him what was wrong and he told her what he had seen. Haley immediately went down into the basement, grabbed the picture of Edith, and put her back on the mantle. They also prayed and blessed the house to drive out any bad spirits. After that, nothing evil or malicious ever entered the house again. Edith would still let Haley and all of us know she was still there, though. Haley's closet door would continually, every night, open back up, even if she had closed it. One time when we were there watching a movie at her place, the blinds moved on their own and the AC wasn't on. There was no vent around them. It was just Edith letting us know that she was still there hanging around protecting us. And that that was the only thing that I ever personally experienced there in that house. Well, if you've ever experienced anything like this, if you think you've been to an actual haunted house or if you grew up uh, in a haunted house with uh, some weird experiences happening, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love it if you could let me know uh, about some of the weird experiences that have happened to you. If you've experienced anything, share your stories with me and they could be featured on a future episode. Thanks again so much for listening. Remember to share this episode on your social media uh, if you liked it. And remember to become a follower if you aren't one already. Thanks again for listening. And I will see you next week for a brand new episode of Straight Up Enigmas.